You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so glad. Grateful you joined us for this special Wednesday episode, the very last one of its kind. We have been going through a series with each and every Enneagram type, so you can check them out in reverse if you would like to ponder the other Enneagram types. But as you know, today we are talking about life and relationship with an Enneagram One, and I'm so happy I have my spouse, Wes, on today. We will be sharing about emotional topics in our marriage today, and we will be talking a little bit about family and things we've learned together. And I have literally been so excited for this episode. Like in that seven space where you're just a little too excited and you know it's going to be real and raw and like good and bad. So I don't know why I've been this geeked out, but I have. So that's a good thing, right? In your marriage, it's good to be excited for things. So I'm so grateful that Wes is joining today, especially because Wes, I know you don't love the podcast space because he loves doing things and taking a long, long, long time doing them. And when you're podcasting twice a week, you have to be able to say, uh, you know what, this is going to be informative, but it's not going to be perfect. And I think that that's really cool that he's joining us for this time, knowing that he likes to put perfect things out there and that he is learning and growing and willing to just share from a space of authenticity, even if it's not that way. And that's that's hard when you have had as much stuff as he and I have both had to, to do any kind of work. And maybe you're this way too. When you've been through a lot, it's hard. It's For me, the word is scary. I'm sure for all of you uh, who are not thinking types, it's a different word. But, but all that said, I'm just extra appreciative of him sharing with me today and with you guys because I know that that is a risk. So thank you for welcoming him and also learning with us because we have lots and lots of years together. We have over two decades of marriage together and way more than that of being together because we took four to five years to get married. And so I just love that we have had so many pieces that we can share with you guys because that's one of the best parts of being married this long and walking through stuff is going, oh my gosh, what if this couple listening or this person listening can not make the same mistakes we did? Like that's huge. And that's how we feel about our kids too, by the way. We're like, we want our ceiling to be your floor. And that's how we feel about all the people that we support and have outreach toward, including this one. Even though Wes isn't the quote-unquote podcaster, he listens. He's a support in so many other ways, so I can do this. And then super quick, I said, this is the day I'm going to give family updates. So we have had so many things with our family in the last few months, and we have had a lot of great, beautiful moments of everybody just coming together for all the kids' performances and our daughter's graduation. But it has been so much emotion because we have had the kids all get sick 
uh, especially my daughters, who really could not afford to be sick this time of year. And we also had them just get into this really busy season that probably some of you could detect was going to happen better than Wes and I because we're like, oh, we've been doing this beautiful rhythm. It always gets a little bit busy and crazy in the spring, but what we never imagined is senior year. (laughs) So I know the people who are past that are like, you should have imagined this. Um, But I'm going to throw it right back to you guys. Why didn't you tell me? I'm just kidding. You did. But nobody really listens like if you say like, it's going to be so hard when you have babies or something. Like it's just hard to conceptualize and you're like, there's nothing I can really do to just except walk through it. But I do remember one mom telling me, and I think she's a one wing too. And she was like, oh my gosh, like filling out the common app for college application is so hard. Or, you know, maybe alluding to some other things. But that said, some of these processes have knocked us on our butts because you're like, okay, we have to be emotionally present. We have to be physically present for a million different meetings and tons of admissions conversations you have to have about which college you're going to go to so we are literally on the crux of my daughter's final decisions the good news is she was admitted to all three of the schools she applied to usf which is a really good college that has a dance and medicine program in florida near us and i had to discover all the florida colleges because i was used to the midwest colleges so i've come to learn what colleges are good for what things and and she has a, a thought about that. Then also Wheaton College, where Wes and I went to uh, for grad school, she was accepted in their undergrad program. And some of my friends are dear teachers there and professors and lots of friends in that area that I know would support her. And then also a college in Florida that's going through a lot right now, new college. And everybody gave her, you know, some support, but it was like, you know, how do we honor uh, her journey? And so these are huge conversations that I can tell you you will be having. So understand it's not your decision to make in full when your kids are at that space, but it's also um, important to leave room and time for it. So that is our biggest family update, quite honestly. Like our other kids have been doing a beautiful job and we have had some really huge things to work through as a couple, but we did that a few months back and I mentioned that when we were doing that. I didn't share what it was. I just said extended family. But like Wes and I have been powerhousing through our goals as a couple and being raw and honest and authentic together. And then with this huge new season of life with Hannah, uh, it's been really um, just a lot. And so like the dance teachers are even going through it with us because they're like, oh my gosh, she's been in our company for years and the theater teachers and her music teachers and uh, through these seasons and stages. So she's making everybody cards artistically and even her students and her little preschool students in her ballet class. And everybody is, uh, she's trying to nurture everybody and we're trying to nurture her. And they brought all the moms on stage one time and all these moms of seniors, we cried together. It was totally humiliating for a thinking type. (laughs) So however, very good for me. And even people have been helping me to grieve, stopping me in stores and saying like, like they watched her hug me the other day and this man's like my daughter's graduating and I hope she hugs her mom like that and you know just things like we're like how are people just sensing that this is a season for us where we need to process and grieve and um and we're just yeah God is helping us through that so that we are having these experiences come to us and also they're just happening at times where uh the last kind of big update in our family is that when the girls were sick, they really had to rely on God and each other. And all of us had to really lift hands up because it was like, okay, you've been 
trying to do these this senior performance in Orlando at a big, huge event with 400 different dance uh competitive numbers and now you're nauseous and you're coughing and my other daughter the nine and her were doing a duet this Mary and Martha dance and uh, it was instead of us just getting to celebrate these two dances this quintessence from Walter Mitty if, I don't know if you know that song but I'm leaving it in um, I'm leaving her dance in the show notes because my husband does a voiceover to it um, and we'll talk about that when he comes on but Melody and her had this amazing dance and so instead of like just being able to like indulge in a joy we were like literally like I'm like I'm gonna either catch puke or have to give her an inhaler and so all these different strange occurrences happened and and yet this is the interesting piece as you guys know is a lot of the lyrics that they were dancing to um, were all about like the trials of life and when you just totally get something just completely different from what you expected and so the life lessons that have been piled on to these last days of uh, our family having our first one go through the high school experience have been huge of just okay you know you put your plans out and sometimes they're different um But beautifully, Hannah still received the choreography award because she choreographed her own piece for that senior piece. And then also she won second place, even though she literally ran off the stage, hands over her mouth, puking two thirds of the way through her dance. Um, So I'll call that a success as a type four is so gifted that she received like 97 out of 100 as far as technique and all of the different uh, pieces. So her friends had to retrieve the prize while we were on our way home. But her and my daughter also had this pivotal, beautiful moment that they, um, my other daughter, my nine, Melody, where they um, had to say, like, Hannah's like, Melody, you fly if I have to fly off the stage. And um, you do this piece as a solo. And it just brings tears to my eyes to even think of that. A lot of uh, teacher actually caught them in that moment, saying that to each other. And and that was just a moment that I could never be more proud of my girls is just like passing that baton. Like, you know, if something happens to me, you continue to carry on because I've got like we have good things that we can do and bring in this world and and we'll take our turns. And so I also was like, oh, my gosh, that's so symbolic of uh, they're both in this Emerald Top Dance Company at the. Um, fine arts academy and she's moving on to her you know dance and medicine or whatever she does and uh you know my nine will be and nines don't love to be alone a lot of nines and uh she's not the nine wing one self-pres who would say yeah i do she's the nine wing eight social so it's going to be a journey for her but it was already a good start for me to watch them loving each other so thoroughly to be able to say like whatever you need to do wherever God sends you I'm going to do my part and so that's my family updates if I gave you a tear in your eye let me know because I have one in my eye as I tell you and now I'm bringing my beloved type one hubby on to tell us all about the ins and outs about being a one but thanks for listening to our family updates it's been a while and now you can see why oh my goodness okay here's Wes Wes, I am so happy I get to podcast with you. Thank you for coming on with me. Thanks for having me, sweetheart. It is so fun to do this podcast at night. I'm here in our little office with Wes and our pup, who is hopefully not making too loud of noises behind us. So how are you tonight, Wes? It's been a good day. It's been a good Tuesday. Tuesday is usually a very busy day. Hmm. I think statistically, it's like the busiest day of the week for most businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, people are in the swing of things, and so it was a good day. It was a full day, busy day, so. Mm-hmm. Lots and of then, patience. Oh, yeah. It was just a full schedule, and mm-hmm. but, 
you know, if you got to be busy helping somebody, I mean, what, you can't go wrong. So that's right that's such a good perspective and tonight you got to go to small group with the men's bible study you loved that yes uh i missed a couple weeks because of family being in town and stuff so it was really nice to catch up with the guys and um eat some good food just pray together joke around and stuff so it was really good to catch up with everybody Oh, that's awesome. I got to play soccer with Jack. There was a parents against kids as the soccer season's ending. And it was so much fun. Normally you would do that. And so I got to really enjoy that little like spark of fire with the with the soccer, even though I'm not very good, I found out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure that meant a lot to Jack. Yeah, so it's been a good day. And I've been looking forward to this. I mean, you know, you've been uh, hoping that we could do this again. I really enjoyed it last time so much. And Mm -hmm. so when you asked me to do it again, I was really excited about it. I'm just really grateful that you're going to take a risk, take a chance on me. (laughs) Yes, he knows I'm a thinking type, but I don't like my risks. No, I love you. And I literally, for some odd reason, I have been so excited about this episode. So, okay, so tell us a little bit about what it's like being a one in marriage in a basic way. We know that every pairing, as we were talking about before we got on here, is going to look a little bit different with a one, and you can't speak for everyone. But for you, what is it like being a one in marriage? Okay, I like that. I can't speak for everyone. (laughs) True. So, yeah, well, I, I guess... I'm just guessing um, that what you would say is being married to me might be good in some ways and that maybe I can bring some structure, some order in both practical ways and in, in, in moral ethical ways, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, practically I would, I would imagine like you probably enjoy that I try to be neat and orderly. Mm-hmm, I mean, not I when I'm being critical of, of you guys and, you know, complaining yeah. about messes or something like <laughs> right, that. But, right, right. Um, by the way, we need to reorganize the pantry. Oh, I my gosh, that it's, no. Yeah. It is true, but I was waiting for you I to do I saw baked <laughs> goods on the third shelf when they're all supposed to be on the second shelf. But you're so good at that. We talked about this. We did. We actually did. And I was like, you're just so good at this. Can that just be your thing? And snacks were like every, I, they were just everywhere. <laughs> this is true. We Always. have bins for this. <laughs> he does do bins for this. Anyways. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I think that's probably something that you enjoy somewhat, right? Definitely. It feels so peaceful, honestly. When Honestly, just as that example, when you do bring order, like that is your gift and it feels so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, for me, it's, it's, I really enjoy knowing where something is and when I need it. And I I enjoy sitting down. I feel like I have earned the right to sit down and just relax and enjoy myself when I'm sitting in a room that is, is orderly and is not all chaotic. Um, and I try to do that, you know, in with our, our budget, you know, to make room for us to have fun, mm-hmm. uh, extra funds, because we have a nice orderly budget where we know where things are going. And um, and I guess in a way, I'm, I'm good about helping us to, to stay organized with our time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you, you're pretty much like our social planner, because... Mm-hmm. Just jump on it and schedule things out in advance. And I'm okay with that. That's kind of where we've 
kind of distributed the responsibility naturally. But when we are doing things, I mean, I try to keep us on schedule. I try to, you know, be mindful of the time, try to get us places on time. That's true. Because I'm I'm being mindful of how much time it's going to take us to get ready and to get there and stuff. So Mm -hmm. for some reason, no matter how much planning I do, though, we are never on time for church. (laughs) It's literally impossible. That's hard because I really already struggle with going to church just because I'm so squirrely and energized in the morning. So to imagine having seven energy and sitting down in church. It's like I have to go to my workout first. I have to then get ready and look we squeeze presentable. All this stuff in. <laughs> right. And he's just no, like, I've oh got my time. It's like five minutes till. And I'm like, you haven't even started getting ready. Yeah. And Hannah's even worse than me as a four. So she really, she's like, I don't want to be in time. And Melody's in the middle as a nine and Jack as a six and Wes as a one. They're so mad. And like, I feel bad. I'm starting to really get Wes. Some of you can relate to this with your kids because Jack also really, like he really does not like being late as a six. So we're all like, you know, I'm on Hannah and I'm on myself at the same time. I'm like, we can't, like, we cannot do that. He, this really bothers his spirit. Of course, it was easier <laughs> it's to a do. a guttural reaction. Yes. And now I know how you feel probably. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, where we were talking about ways that that you might enjoy having a one Mm. in marriage, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are some good things. I think, I hope that you enjoy that I try to be mindful of our uh, spiritual life as a family. You know, Mm -hmm. I try to be a spiritual leader for our home and, Mm -hmm. and call us to pray. We do, you know, family devos and and we try to have meaningful conversations with our kids. I mean, not not like trying to always be super serious all the time, but mm-hmm. but just remembering that um, you know we can um, that we need to be mindful of the little bit of time we have the, with them, and mm-hmm. and uh, not just talk about small talk, but sometimes um, make sure to address the things that really do matter. And mm-hmm. so I hope that you enjoy that. I try to. Try to remind us of that from time to time, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, so now, as far as what's it like being a one in marriage? If I'm being like overly critical mm-hmm. or overly focused on these these things, I mean that we we've definitely butt heads mm-hmm. at different times mm-hmm. uh, through our relationship because I might have felt, you know, this this duty to um that we should be doing something and you said well no maybe we can just relax for now or Mm -hmm. um like like watching tv or -hmm. watching movies with the kids like my gosh we butt heads so (laughs) bad we've actually stopped watching movies temporarily because we used to have all these shows and people listening know some of our shows but like right now we don't have one so we've initiated game night for wednesday night and I'm like the, I'm like the blackjack dealer basically, and, and it's been fun. You know, we've had a good oh, time yeah, with that. But time. our shows, we just butt heads so badly on those because I think Wes likes to watch everything in the funny seven realm, and it has to be very good, clean fun, of course, or something very meaningful. Although I like my, of course, like biographies, but 
we don't have those kinds of kids. Like some of the kids I was just talking to in our homeschool co-op, they were like, we love watching all the biographies and all the research shows that are based in our geography curriculum. And I'm like, man, I have to like be like, we know we have to watch one more video. Like nobody wants to do those but me. Uh, these like, he's like, I've worked with medical patients and diagnosing things all day. Like I yeah. want to either do something meaningful or Unless funny. Unless it's Dr. Quinn Medicine. <laughs> oh my we gosh. Can watch that, that, that again. Ridiculous. The whole series. No, I actually did like that series. It was so good and all the kids did. But it's one of those been there, done that couple time series for us. So if you have suggestions, tell us you guys. But other than that, you're right. Those are the things that ones bring to the family. Uh, like you said, when you ones are in a critical space, that's not as enjoyable. Yeah. So I, I've definitely tried to work on that throughout our married life together. I mean, I, I know that I still have a lot of room to grow, but I think that I've grown. Mm, definitely. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. tried to hear what you're saying and, and learn from different discussions and uh, over the years. And You know, of course, when you learn from your books, from, you know, the things that you study, which you're constantly studying, you're always sharing it with me when we go on our walks or on our drives or on our dates. And so I'm trying to pick some of that up and and change over time. So I'm I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, all of our personality types are our natural inclinations. There are tendencies Mm -hmm. that are natural to us, whether from nature or nurture. So... So it's not like you just get over it. I mean, I do develop new habits. I develop new, you know, it's easier for me, I think, uh, to to stop myself in my tracks when I have one of those guttural reactions mm-hmm. to some mess I walk into or something like that. But, um, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still something I always have to check myself and... Mm-hmm. I think that's so refreshing for other type ones to hear. And that's something that I really did want for this and every one of these podcasts in the series is that people would also really be honest with how hard it is to not be some of our harder parts of ourselves. Like it takes a lot of courage, but not even just that. It's it's hard because it's scary to leave the patterns that have helped us through life so I commend you for trying to do that, and I know that's not at all natural or easy. Yeah, right. But, you know, I i mean, both of us, we believe that it's not just the two of us. There's a third strand in this cord, you know, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Like, we, we are uh, relying on God to, to help us have the strength, the mm-hmm. supernatural strength to overcome our natural tendencies to, mm-hmm. to slip into these same pitfalls and so mm-hmm. so yeah I, I like to think I'm growing but um I'm sorry for mm-hmm. for when I still do come across as uh as maybe being overly critical or judgmental or um not being as easy going as I should be let letting things get to me sometimes mm. um but yeah thank you that's really beautiful to hear just because I know that that's not easy for a lot of ones to say and um, because I, I've come to learn that, you know, sometimes it feels like if you say sorry, it's like either I'm all bad or I'm all good. And I can tell you're not doing that. I can tell you're just like, I'm human. I make mistakes. Right. That's good. I do, Every day. Mm-hmm. 
I know. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you had to say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> okay, well, listen, I want to talk with you about uh, something else that I think is really partial for ones, and that is that they're part of the compliant dependent stance. So tell us what it looks like when you're in that space versus being like a withdrawler or somebody who's more aggressive. Okay. I don't know if this is because of being a type one or something else, but um, I feel like it's, I don't like conflict. Maybe this is like my nine wing or something, Mm. but I really hate conflict. Mm. Like I, Mm -hmm. I've always loved sports. I've been, I was so into basketball and football in high school and even a little bit in college, but I just I I did it because I loved exercise. I loved teamwork. Mm-hmm. I loved making my coach and my parents proud. But it wasn't because I liked competing. It wasn't because I liked, yeah. you know, to beat somebody at something, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that when it comes to just a lot of things in life. I know there's a lot of things that I feel very strongly about. This is not right, or this is something that that we need, you know, and I feel very strongly about that in my gut and in, in, in my spirit. <laughs> but I don't like confronting people about those things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, it's like I'd rather just avoid those and find someone who is maybe in agreement with me already and <laughs> stand with them and say, yeah, this is what we're supposed to b- believe and think mm-hmm. and do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that's a great description of that. Yeah. Well, that's just, yeah, I guess that's, I haven't really thought about that before, but I, I feel like that's probably how I am. And it's, yeah, I don't think I, I necessarily withdraw, but I do look for ways of kind of just getting through it without conflict mm-hmm. w- and without compromising my morals, you know, like I wouldn't want to say or do, like that I would draw a line in the sand if I was forced, you know, yeah. but I would first try to be cunning and avoiding any conflict Mm, um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and stay there i don't think i would withdraw Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it yeah go ahead no that that's it that's what i was gonna say well i kind of think that that stance works well for a one in marriage in this way that because ones have such a strong foundation of justice and rightness when they can lean a little bit into the compliant dependent stance there's a sense of i want to agree I want to get along. And that's a good thing for marriage because I don't think it would work as well if you were like, I'm not only um, justice oriented, but I'm so aggressive that I can't. I think Mm. eights have a harder time with that one because they have both of those pieces. But I think that it helps you in this way to Mm -hmm. say, I do want to be agreeable. Agreeable. Yeah, there you go. So I would 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 say not only am I right about this, (laughs) <laughs> but I am not going to force others to to agree with me. <laughs> You're so funny. I will I will try to be patient until mm. they see things your things way. the correct way. Oh my gosh! I just said your way, and you said the correct way. 
Um, so I think that's such a big difference between ones and other types is you guys think you're more right. And here's the complexity is ones have the gift of rightness. So we head back to that, that there are some times when you do have a lead on that with your gut instinct. Um, but I do think that's important for us to note that um, sometimes in marriage, when we have the compliant dependent stance, we have somebody who says yes, even when it's not practical or ideal to please everybody. Um, have you ever dealt with that, whether it be in marriage or family issues, anything like that, that you can think of as like for people who are married, some advice you might be able to give to ones who are in that space? Well, uh, just thinking it through out loud, I would say if you are one and you are um, not only feeling, you know, your conscience telling you something is right, but you know you've learned that this, this something is right, that if, if you are in a situation where someone's asking you to compromise your values, you don't do it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you tell the truth to yourself and to them, mm-hmm. and, you, you know, you stand up straight with your chin up and be proud of doing what is right. Mm-hmm. But um, whether you confront somebody, you know, and how you, you go about, you know, rectifying things, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you, it would probably be a, it's situational, you know, and mm-hmm. um, in marriage, uh, you know, you definitely want to talk things out, you know. I mean, I think some ones probably are more passive aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I've been that way in, in the past where it's like I feel something strongly inside and because I don't enjoy conflict, I just, I don't change my mind about it, mm-hmm. but I don't say anything and I just let it stew inside me, you know, mm-hmm. and and make for resentment. And so that doesn't help anything. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's been good when we've, you know, been more open and honest with each other to communicate when we don't feel that we agree with something if we don't think it's right, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you and I, we agree. Like, we see eye to eye on most everything when it comes to, you know, the most important issues. So mm-hmm. that's been, I think, easier for us than maybe some marriages. Some people come from really different backgrounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They maybe even change, mm-hmm. you know. One person maybe goes from being one religion to another mm-hmm. while they're in the relationship mm-hmm. and or or they just evolve in, in how they see a certain political thing or, or whatever. And that could really, I can see how that would be really hard, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially for type ones because, <laughs> you know, this is like, I'm like sweating over here. Uh, most we're a priority little bit in our but... core of our beings, you know, to be, <laughs> to be holding true to what is what is good and holy and right. Mm-hmm. But um, and maybe that would be easier for some other personality types. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what do you do when we are a little bit different? Well. Because that mean, does happen to people and that has yeah. happened to us a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I really don't think you should just push it under. I think yeah. you should you should talk about it. We do, yeah. You know, and you got to be tactful in how and when mm-hmm. you say things to each other um, because I've learned that then you can that. argue about how you are discussing it, mm-hmm. you know, that you argue about the argument and that just makes it even more complicated and difficult. So, mm-hmm. 
So I that's where your lot come in, Krista. <laughs> that's every couple, I think. We sometimes have to or get to that space where we're on the meta narrative of mm. how are we arguing? Are we arguing productively? Mm-hmm. And it's not fun for you as a compliant type, is it? Like as a one who wants peace, you're nine wing, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Right. You're, you're like, I also hate conflict. Right. So there's just a lot of, we have had so much against us, but we've also yeah. worked our buns off yeah. to do this. Right, right. And it's, it's paid off. I mean, we have, we still have arguments every now and again, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's actually normal, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's if we were just letting it stew inside and, and, you know, fester and turn into these horrible feelings that then cause us to snap and do something really stupid. You mm. know, th- those are the ones that end in divorce, mm. you know, mm-hmm. or, or in really bad things happening. So, so mm-hmm. we've done good about that. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that's due in part to, you know, all the, the great, things that you've learned from your studies and you know mm-hmm. all your work with your client you've learned from your clients mm-hmm. from so their experiences times. you mm-hmm. know and um and we've had a lot of really good mentors too throughout our marriage mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we've sought that out actually mm-hmm. you know and th- you know that's another good point especially for type ones i mean type ones are looking for what is mm-hmm. the right thing to do Culturally. you know like i really like to be coached i like to mm-hmm. be Mm-hmm. kind of parented I like to mm-hmm. be taught you know mm-hmm. I like to hear well done mm-hmm. you know and to know I have something that's clear and easy to understand that I need to do and then to do it mm-hmm. do it well you know and that feels really good mm-hmm. so having somebody who's a little ahead of you in the journey who can tell you listen this is what you want to do or this is what you want to avoid you know mm-hmm. that's that's been really helpful for mm-hmm. me yeah, you know? yeah, I can see how that's been extra helpful as yeah. a one. Men that I look up to, yes, you know, oh who my gosh, have great marriages and great mm-hmm. families. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's been so many. I mean, I could list probably five of them. Right <laughs> I now. know, yeah, you have a lot of guys and, uh, that you can lean on for from, that. From from guys in their late eighties, <laughs> yeah, to to guys that were just ahead of me, just a few years. I mean, and everything in between. Like that's a really important thing for a one. Make sure you seek out some good. Um, mentors you know mm. to to help coach you along mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. so safe when you do that it makes me feel good because we try to pick people that we both respect and that's been really cool over the years people that respect our marriage so that i'm like oh please go talk to him uh and and you always come back so refreshed and recharged mm, yeah well, yeah. let me just ask this other question I wanted to ask. We've already talked a little bit about your ideals uh, because we know ones are idealists. But I also want to ask about just have you noticed that ones, because this is something that we talk about sometimes in the Enneagram world, ones are more present focused versus past or future. And I wondered if you have ever noticed that about yourself. And sometimes it can look like ones getting stuck in critical thinking about the present because you might not be able to go to the future because you're like, that pantry needs to be attended to right now. Or, (laughs) you know, I can't go to the past because we have to look at now. But do you notice that about ones or yourself? Okay. So I think, I think there's times where I feel uh, like I'm, I get maybe a little bit hyper fixated on something that we're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and missing maybe the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, like, I guess the past and the future 
feed into the bigger picture mm-hmm. in a way, you know? So, um, you know, like maybe we're playing a game and I'm insisting that we uh, read the rules, follow the rules. Remember we were trying to play that stupid Clue game, like the new <laughs> it version. Was it was not like a good new ridiculously version. We love Clue. complicated. <laughs> Yeah. But it's like, look, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Okay? Yeah, stop stop that. laughing and just joking about nonsense. We are trying to play a game here. Right. But that kind of a thing. Or you know? like in the murder mystery dinner games that we write, sometimes you'll get to that space where I'm like, all right, let's move on. And you're like, no, we have to read everything like it says in the book. Yes. <laughs> But that's because it was written perfectly. <laughs> By us. You're so funny. <laughs> okay, so that's a good example, though. No, it's yeah. just the present takes, it kind of consumes the one sometimes. Yeah, but I think I think that might have been more of an issue for me in the past um, because, you know, we've been working on this whole legacy thing, you know, mm-hmm. so I've been really focusing on um, just really thinking about uh, – what does it mean to to leave a legacy? And just uh, I, maybe it's because I work with so many sick people every day, but I think about how short life is and how you know valuable every little minute is that we have mm-hmm. together with each other and with our kids and so on. So uh, I've been thinking a lot about that, and so I think it's helped me to to try to be more present in a good way. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. present. But Not the present critical. moment is like infused with so much more meaning because I know what it could mean for the future, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been, I, I hope, uh, a way that I've grown, you know, in that way so that I'm not like like missing the forest for the tree in front of me, you know. Mm-hmm. I really like that distinction because we also know that it's, uh, the one being present about being overly critical and you're not doing that. And I really have seen that with you increasingly that you have decided and I mean, you just can't help but decide, like you said, with your job, but also with a lot of our family losses, just realizing how life is so brief and you're just like, I just want to soak it up. And honestly, you being present can be such a good thing, like you said, because you draw the rest of us to presence. And especially me when I'm squirreling off in research, it's just being here together is so meaningful. But we all have to work on like, how do we self-soothe so that we can be present? So yeah. you mm-hmm. you do a good job of that. And I think getting you out in the five senses in nature, and most ones would agree, uh, it's really helpful. And especially oh, you have this one path you love to take. I love to be present. You get fixated on that path, but it's it's a good when path. When I'm in a good space, like like a beautiful spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Yeah, where we live, there's this gorgeous path along the lake with these trees behind it. It's like a whole forest behind it. And, and when, this, when it's golden hour and the sun is shining on those trees and we're walking along with the kids and the dog and Oh, it's like one of my favorite things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Except when I say, can we go in the forest? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this I path just is said, perfect. <laughs> well, I was like, I love this view right here. I never get sick of this view. Just look at that. And you literally, next, the very next sentence was, hey, let's go on that path. I'm like, I just said I like the view right here. <laughs> and I just said I like the path. Pa- <laughs> 
What's next? It's so funny. Oh, so geez. this is literally where personalities can completely clash. But what you have to do in these moments is say, like, can I love my spouse? And I typically do say that about Wes there because he loves me in so many other ways that I'm like, my gosh, this man loves this path. This means a lot to him. And when he's not with me, I'll go through the forest because for, for me, the path is also beautiful. But for him, the forest yeah. is dark and dangerous. You know, it's <laughs> funny. It's a straight sidewalk path. It's it like is. very smooth, it very is. straight. Yeah, and so representative. And you, you like going on this winding <laughs> path through the woods where you can't see the what's beyond the next turn that's funny yeah it is, and it's full of like potential dangers and i like i'm like yeah. oh there's spiders and mosquitoes and you know it's kind of creepy and and, knows what. Yep. yeah alligators um but i definitely think that's uh yeah a good analogy that we have to lean into one another and wes what tips do you have for spouses of a one so that they can really help to grow when they're married to one what tips do I have for you, Krista? Let's see. <laughs> you are so bad. I've been waiting for this moment for <laughs> twenty some years. A long time. Oh, I'm gonna get it. Twenty two years almost. So hold on, let me get my list out here. Oh my uh, gosh! Stop. <laughs> uh, Dad joke. <laughs> so, what tips for spouse of one? Well, I mean. I think that these are like stereotypes, you know, uh, but I really do like when things are orderly. Mm. I, I, I think there's a beauty to it. I mm-hmm. like when we're having a conversation, when we when we get to really uh, focus on one thing and before going on to the next one, I like when we are in a room that it's, you know, not all chaotic when we're sitting at a table that, you know, things, there's not just stuff all over it or whatever. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you do this, no, you know, but no, these, are these are things that I like, you know, yeah. when, when, when I'm, when I'm eating that it's, that it's food that that's not only that's, that's good food, but it's plated well, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. just little stuff like that. Just, uh, the, the car that I'm sitting in is, 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 um, you know, clean and stuff and that um i mean these are all silly things about being clean and neat and orderly but that's Mm -hmm. this this is this is something that appeals to me you know it's a treat Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um that's a really good distinction yeah and and honestly it goes for um you know like everything everything in our relationship it just it's it's nice when it's presented in an orderly fashion um, because it just appeals more. It's just naturally mm. gut response is, is this is nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's really important to me that you and I see eye to eye on things like morally and mostly politically, but it's important to a one that you are not unequally yoked in that way. Mm. I would say that it's it's really important that, you know, I can trust my wife in representing us to friends and family mm-hmm. and way more importantly in, in, in teaching our kids and raising them mm-hmm. um, consistently with my values. You know, that's so important to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really means a lot that we um, can just enjoy our faith together mm-hmm. and, you know, that we 
that we're always on the same page in that way. That really means a lot to me. You know, like 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 the old adage goes, like in the essentials unity, in the non-essentials liberty, but in all things charity. You know, and that's I feel like we kind of live that out together in our relationship with our important values, and that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And it is a really beautiful thing that we share that, uh, you know, a lot of ones find a partner who does share their morals. But as you mentioned earlier, sometimes people do change over time. And I think most couples do go through a lot of changes over time. So I also think it's a worthy discussion when people have that, because I think they can learn to love each other, even if they're different. Absolutely. I mean, it's not that you should, I mean, uh, a, a one would hopefully honor the marriage covenant even more, that that would be even more important to them than what their personal preferences is, right, you know, what right. pleases them, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these things that I mentioned are just things that, that are nice to me. You know, yeah. I enjoy them. Yeah. But I would still love you even if you didn't do any of them. Yeah. And that's, you know? of course, important to me as a seven, but we already did the seven episode with Elena. Yeah. So we talked about yeah. all the questions of sevens and I'm yeah. like sweating over here. I'm like, oh my gosh. But like, yeah. I'm more thinking about our audience members who may not share everything yeah. uh, because we do at the end of the day. And when I'm in those life's crux moments, I do absolutely come back to my faith every single time. And you know oh, that. Yeah. And I raise yeah. my kids with those convictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are dark nights of the soul for a lot of our listeners. Yeah. So it's helpful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of along those lines, I really do appreciate when you help to to help me to grow and stretch me and grow me and 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 loosen me up. You know, mm-hmm. I need that so yes. bad. So that's <laughs> definitely something that a one needs in marriage is mm-hmm. someone who's not only going to help him or her to be loyal to their to their values and live them out, but also to know how to relax and let loose a little bit sometimes. <laughs> because I, it's like I'm always, always feeling guilty about something in my mind. Yes. I make up things to feel guilty <laughs> know. about. You know, it's right. it's so crazy sometimes. <laughs> but but you really help me to mm-hmm. to just relax and mm-hmm. just just let loose, to laugh, and mm-hmm. to just enjoy a little bit of the fruit of my labor, and to be okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. schedule in time mm-hmm. to for brain candy, you know, where mm-hmm. we're just watching comedy and mm. reading fiction together and mm-hmm. and just joking around. Mm. Um, so, yeah. You know, our, our mystery dinner, you, you brought up those, those, those are really fun ways for us to just really let loose and just relax and laugh. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, looking back, I was looking at some pictures of us before this just to kind of brainstorm a little bit and you know, we've played so many of those silly games where we dress up in crazy costumes, but we've also, we always dress up at Halloween. Hmm. We go to these nerdy Comic Cons yes, all dressed up. Yes, we just up. did that a month or two ago. <laughs> we do the superhero 5K and dress up. But yeah, I really appreciate being married, not just to to another person who with another personality type, but to a seven, hmm. you know, and you're, you're spontaneous and you're fun. And you bring a lot of adventure to us. You know, you plan these crazy fun trips. And even while we're on the trips, 
despite my my agendas and my plans like you take us off on these bunny trails literally and uh and we end up having these crazy adventures these hilarious memories that we tell everybody about Mm. and uh so i love you for that so sweet i don't like getting emotional stop it (laughs) but anyway um i really uh love that you are reminding us of just the fact that we have to take those date nights if you're a one you have to take time for yourself as self-care you have to find ways to release all the bodily justice orientation doing what's right guilt that rises up. I think that's really important that you are telling everybody it doesn't feel natural to you, but you have to do these things. And I don't want to just emphasize self-care because some of our self-preservation types are thinking just self-care. I think this is a marriage podcast, so it's marriage care. And these are the reasons why we're together is you're really fun on a date night and we both work our buns off as i mentioned earlier so those are really important to me we work hard but we play hard yes we do (laughs) and that's an essential if you're a one listening let your spouse drag you on those date nights because that is literally what makes me so happy every single week i'm like oh my gosh if we didn't get it i can feel it because i know how stressed you get well i guess you you were asking uh earlier about like being idealists. Mm -hmm. And I think like one of the benefits of being idealists together is that we go big. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. when we, when we plan our events, like we try to, to really make them big and exciting. Mm -hmm. When we, when we do our, our dates, we often have something really interesting. At least once a quarter, we do something really cool Mm -hmm. and we take big trips. We do weekend getaways. And I mean, even, even if they're things that aren't expensive, like we just, I, I love that about us. Like we try to be really creative mm-hmm. and um, and thoughtful so that they're really like fun and impactful and memorable things that we do together, you know? Yeah, those are really good memories and things that when Wes is in a really healthy space, I do want to say ones go to their four and he's actually better than me about going back and looking back. Uh, so that's nice because you can, like you said, today you were going through photo albums and you often remember and reflect on the good times we've had. You make your videos. And so I love that you're able to do that. That's so much fun. Well, we're going to keep making some more good memories. We'll have to add to that uh, big adventure book. I love it. And I'm so grateful. And I hope that this really inspired others because I know that you guys can do it. And one's your idealists. And idealists do very well in marriage because they help their partner to rise up but as Wes said, also let your partner help you with their gifts. Let them bring fun to you. Let them remind you of how nobody's perfect and how short life is. And so seize the day. And remember, relationships are also very important along with rightness. And comfort is too. Um, so Wes, any final words you would have for any type ones who are just starting out life together? Well, I would say, again, Be unashamed of your personality type. Don't hide it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a good thing. God made you that way for a reason. And Mm -hmm. he's got you in this world so that you can be somebody who speaks the truth and who stands up for what's right and who uh, reminds people of, you know, what is good. But um, at the same time, you know, be humble. You know, and know that uh, your 
one half of this marriage and that your spouse is also created with a personality type, maybe the same one or maybe a different one, but that they, they that's that's your other half. And um, so be, be open to growth with them and, um, you know, learn how, something that I had to, to do is I had to just learn to kind of hold my tongue and be mm. patient mm. and to trust that it's going to be okay, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that it, things are going to work out even if you don't interfere here and intervene or, or something and just let somebody learn things themselves or let somebody grow at their own pace in their own way mm-hmm. um, and even enjoy that, you know, enjoy watching it. You know, I think it, it does help me to see, you know, that God is in control, that he's, you know, divine providence comforts me because I don't have to be God, mm-hmm. you know. I might know what he's thinking, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm not in control. Lord. And and I can just, I can let him do his thing. And yeah, it's a good reminder. That's, you know, it's something I've had to learn to do. I'm still learning to do more and more, but it's, I think it's really helped in my marriage. It's, it's helped me to enjoy you more, mm-hmm. to just sit back and let you be you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's good that you're not exactly like me. You know, <laughs> we complement each other well. Two of you or two of me would be way too much. You're telling me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so honest. I know everybody here is just really grateful for you sharing so well, Wes, and so candidly. And thank you for uh, just also, I'm sharing your beautiful legacy piece that you and our four daughter did for her graduation i was sharing before you got on i was i can have my emotions privately on this podcast it's so much harder for me to do that with my own spouse it's so odd it's just a seven thing but um i really uh love watching the emotional piece that you and hannah created you know so So i'm sharing that in the show notes too because it's a beautiful legacy piece as you but, you know, as we launch our first child. Oh, so that's been an emotional process. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad it blessed you. I hope it blesses yes, others too. me too. I hope you guys will get a chance to check it out. You get to hear Wes's voice. A lot of people from our church were like, Wes, you have to read audiobooks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, thank you, honey. And everybody, I hope you have such a, um, such a blessing from just hearing Wes. And I know I did. Thanks. Thank you so much, Krista. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, if you want to see this quintessence dance with Wes's spoken word poetic narration over Hannah's dancing that she created in this epic winning piece, I want you to go over to the show notes. But promise me you will bring your tissues. It is so worthy of a good cry if you see those lyrics about life and all the twists and turns and surprises. So have fun with it. Have a great day. One's listening. I see you. I know you're working hard out there. One spouses. I feel the same. And I hope that you know we're working with you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as Enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, 
and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.